the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Do you and your other half have a cool story about how you met? Check this out. This couple fell in love and got married after the guy saved her life. No kidding. Yeah, he was her hero, literally. Uh, A woman named Nupta was teaching in India, and every day after class, she would go for a swim in the ocean. Well, one day, she drifted a little bit further from shore and realized, oh my gosh, this current's got me. And she's like, okay, just stay calm. I'm not going to get stressed out. And she kept trying to get out, and the water would push her under. Mm. And she would gasp for air and then push her for under again. Well, thank God, this guy came along. Uh, His name is Attila. He's from the Netherlands. And she's like, he can't get me. He He couldn't save her. So we had to climb up on a rock and wave down a lifeguard because he needed help to save her. Mm-hmm. So because he got on that rock, saved her life after it was all over, he was like all like bleeding and not doing well because the rocks had scratched him up. So she runs to buy him like antiseptic and band-aids. And for whatever reason, she's like, I'll get him some chocolate ice cream. <laughs> so she, he said from the minute he met her, like his heart like melted. He just like, he knew something clicked in his heart that day. And he knew this is the one. <laughs> and they started dating, and now they're married. The rest is history. Yeah, they kept postponing their wedding for COVID, but they finally just said, "I like how, have a small how you, wedding." You made we the story. He saved her life. Well, no, he called the guy who, who saved her. Life. If he hadn't gone to try right, to save but, her, then I mean, truth be told. If this were Baywatch, he clearly was not David Hasselhoff. <laughs> he wasn't wearing a red speedo he was, either. Right. He was the guy on the side going, "Hey, help!" But he had help. to climb up on that rock out in the middle of the ocean to get the lifeguard. She bought the lifeguard an ice cream cone. She get him an ice cream cone too. He did all the heavy lifting. <laughs> Meanwhile, Attila's getting all the all the glory here, and the girl. Mm-hmm. Lifeguard was probably like, "Yep." Yeah. Just doing my job, ma'am. Because <laughs> that's how they talk in India. Yeah. Just doing my job, ma'am. Just doing ma'am. my job, ma'am. <laughs> All I'm saying about that story uh, that you just told about the, the woman who was taken out to sea while she was swimming and the mm-hmm. guy who yelled, help, help. And then the lifeguard saved her. The guy that yelled, help, did not, in fact, rescue her. The lifeguard did. That's all I'm saying. I'm just saying that if he had not been there and crawled up on that rock and waved down the lifeguard, she would not be alive today. He was the John the Baptist (laughs) in the story. That's what he was. That's all I'm saying. All right. I digress. I want to hear how you guys got together. Give us a call and tell us how did you two kids meet? Hey, Paga, we're talking about uh, how you two kids met. How did you meet your better half? So it was a social... One Saturday night back in 1990, she walked in and she swept my heart away. We were 10 years old at the time. (gasps) Get out! At 10, you said she's the one for me. How did she feel about you? Oh, please. It took years. (laughs) You had cooties back then. (laughs) <laughs> at 10 he didn't have he didn't have great prospects at 10 years old <laughs> he could barely color within the lines i was kind of going through my ugly face so i can't say that i blame her 
Um, but as soon as I saw her walk in, I was like, Lord, this one's the one for me. Wow. Wow. We started dating when we were 18 and we got married when we were 21. And how long have you been married? This year will be 20 years. Oh, congratulations. Look at you. (laughs) God is good. Yes. Thanks for sharing. Have a great day. Okay, you've heard the phrase "keeping up with the Joneses." Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 I'm throwing in the white towel. Is that the word? The white towel. Throwing, <laughs> Just throwing in I'm the towel. The, the color of the towel I'm doesn't matter. The You're just throwing in the towel. <laughs> Whatever I'm doing, I'm done. <laughs> I quit. <laughs> I'll tell you what's going on next. Okay, so the whole keeping up with the Joneses thing, I, I, I'm, I'm waving the white flag. But it'll drive you crazy. I can't do it with my neighbors across the street when it comes to yard work. They are so neat and clean and organized. Get this. Our neighbor across the street, he does not like to use an electric hedger. He uses the old-fashioned clippers. Does it by hand? Like, oh, wow. Working his biceps because Uh he doesn't like shredded leaves. He doesn't like that look. And he's got his (laughs) bushes all in a perfect box. Yeah. And then I I love his, I mean, I love these people so much. They're having us over for dinner tonight. That's how Mm. much I love them. But um, his wife told me, my sister was about to arrive, and she goes, oh, hey, last thing you need to do is clean the bird poop off your mailbox. And I go, yeah, I was going to do that tomorrow right before my sister arrives. And she goes, well, it'll take the paint off your mailbox. And I'm like, oh. I said, well, what do you use? She goes, just like one of those antibacterial wipes. And she's like, I do mine every day. Oh, my gosh. And so now, (laughs) when I get back from walking Alex, that's usually when I get the mail, Uh I then go because I don't want to walk with dirty shoes into the house. So I call to Glenn, hey, will you bring me one of those wipes? And then I go back out and I clean the bird poop off my mailbox because I'm feeling this pressure to keep up with how Mm. neat my neighbors are. I can't do it anymore. Talking about pressure from your neighbors to keep your lawn uh, looking great. We have the same thing too, but it's um, it's a little old lady across the street that I can't keep up with. <laughs> she is like intense about her yard. I mean, that is like her thing, and she is out there every day, like edging or mowing or neatening uh, up the pine wow. straw or doing something to make her yard look perfect. And I, I, I like you said, you threw in the white towel. Yeah, <laughs> I threw in the towel, waved the flag, the whole bit. I just hired some lawn people. <laughs> oh. Because I cannot keep up oh, with her. I don't so want to try work. to keep up with her. It's you win. You win. Her hobby, her bliss. She loves it. Oh, yeah, but yeah, she does. it makes you feel like a loser. <laughs> you may feel like you have strayed so far from God that you know you couldn't possibly come home. You feel like the prodigal son, and you want to come home, but you don't really know where to start. And I had the most beautiful devotional today, Kev. And it was a, it was basically saying, come back, come home. God's never left. He's mm-hmm. never gone anywhere. It said, this could be the day you go home. Get up from where you are and come home to where you belong. It doesn't matter what poor decisions you've made in the past. God is saying to you, whatever you have done, whatever you have become, it doesn't matter. Just come home. And wow. I think that's just the beauty of the gospel that, you know, he is the father in the prodigal son story where he's waiting for us, offering us forgiveness, willing hmm. to run out to us. And all we have to do is take that step and confess and come back. And I, I think um, all of us have been in a dark spot in our lives where we think I'm too far away from God to come back at this point. But today could be your day. Yeah. This is your day to come I heard home. something similar to that the other day that said that like the road walking away can be like miles and miles long, but mm-hmm. the road home is one step. Ooh, that's beautiful. Yeah, I thought Love it was that. really good.
I think I'm struggling with something that uh, dads have struggled with with their families, their kids, their spouse for years, and it drives every dad crazy. I'll tell you what it is next. Okay, you want to give it a guess, Taylor? What am I? Go- my family slowly driving me insane with. Um, well, there's a lot that you talk about. Um, <laughs> let me just list what you this complain about. This is universal. About. Every day you complain about um, not putting dishes in the sink or no. in the sink and not into the dishwasher. No, that one's not insanity uh, level. Leaving lights on. No, that one's pretty wasting annoying. food. Yeah, that's annoying too. Um, I'm not getting <laughs> this it. This is cliffs of insanity. Every dad has a toolbox or an area where they keep their tools, and they may keep them neat. They may not keep them neat, but that's the central place where they always keep them. So when you go to get a hammer or a screwdriver, you're counting that it's it's where you left it. Not only can I not find my power drill that I just got about six months ago, but it's gone and everyone, I've lent it out to both of my kids to use. They claim, nope, I brought it back. I have no idea what, oh, what you're no. talking about. It's just gone. Oh, man. Oh, it's so frustrating. People taking dad's tools misplacing them, not putting them back, lending them to friends, and they never are seen again. This will slowly drive any dad (laughs) crazy. Have you ever played the game uh, Either Or or Would You Rather? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Would You Rather. Would you be willing to play Either Or on the radio, live without a net? Oh, my. In just a minute, where I give you a bunch Uh, of Either Ors. Sure. Like like one of them. I'll give you an example. Why not? I'm feeling adventurous. uh, Either Or. Do you prefer a phone call or a text? Like, that's one of them. Okay. So, you'd be willing to do it? Oh, yeah. All right. Sure. Either or, we're going to get to know Taylor Scott a whole lot better <laughs> next. We're going to play either or. You can play along, too, while you're listening, Um, but we're going to get to know Taylor a little bit better. They're going to start easy. Would you rather? Or. Would you rather or either or. Okay. Phone call or a text. Which do you prefer? Oh, man. I thought you were using that as an example question. You can um, elaborate and say, like... like if it's... If it's you know something that needs to be talked out or catching up with a friend, mm-hmm. I'll take the phone call. Okay. But if it's just like a a follow up on something and it's going to lead to a long conversation that's not necessary, I'll take a text. Okay. Cake or ice cream? Cake. Ooh, didn't even hesitate there. Yeah, I like both, but you said if you have to choose, okay, I'll All take right. the cake. They're going to get a little harder as we go along, okay? Okay. Would you rather have unlimited calories for life and never gain an ounce or two and a half more years of life for your dog? <gasps> two and a half more years of life for my dog, for sure. Really? You're oh, not yeah. giving the correct answer there? and. No, I. She's so elderly right now. Yeah, and she's like struggling right now. Like something's going on. Okay. Yeah, right. I want her longer. All right, a couple more. Which takes longer: thirty minutes stuck in traffic, or thirty minutes on a boring Zoom call? Oh, the Zoom call. Because <laughs> the traffic longer. you can put on like the radio, get some tunes going. Zoom call. You have Zoom to call. You like interest. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> For sure, the Zoom call. Okay, last one. Are you more intelligent or funny? Oh, man. Which are you? Are you funnier or are you smarter funny. than the average bear? I would say funny because I let I give people so many reasons to laugh at me. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm definitely more funny than intelligent. <laughs> All right. Like, what did Taylor do this time? <laughs> 
Eric, now we know a little bit more about you. Yeah, okay. We'll have to get one for you going. Oh, no, I didn't agree to that. (laughs) Okay, even though we're not at a party, we're playing the game. (laughs) They play at parties all the time. Would you rather? So I got a couple for you, Kev. Okay. Um, Would you rather be chronically underdressed or overdressed? Over. Oh, easy one. Really? Overdressed. Overdressed. I learned that... um, when I was an intern at an oldies radio station, a lady that I did yeah. a lot of events with, she said, you can never be overdressed, only underdressed. And okay. that stuck with me, despite the fact that I'm wearing sweatpants shorts yeah. today. <laughs> Would you rather give up air conditioning and heating for the rest of your life or give up the internet for the rest of your life? Internet. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, no doubt. Okay. You like your heat and your cold and not yeah, the, the technology. Internet. I could totally live without yeah. the internet. Okay. Would you rather have the ability to move things with your mind Telekinesis or the or the ability to read minds. Well, I already have the power to do one of those two, so I'm not going to reveal <laughs> which one it is. Yeah, right. <laughs> what is it? Read minds. Read or? minds or move things with your minds. I don't know. Sometimes I can't find the remote. That might be pretty nice just to think of it and have it float <laughs> over to me. I don't have to get up. And and if I read people's minds, I might be disappointed in how yeah. they perceive me. So I'm going with okay. objects. All right. Uh, next one. Would you rather cook for ch- your wife, Tracy, for the rest of your life mm-hmm. or do all the cleaning and all the laundry for the rest of your life? Cook. And only because you didn't say anything about cleanup. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, do you consider yourself more athletic or intelligent? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> And to wrap it up, <laughs> would you rather go back to your own childhood or when your kids were little? Oh, kids little. No doubt. Aww. Just for, I would, I, th- I would give all the money I have in the bank, which isn't much for just a day, just an hour of That's them being so little sweet. again. Absolutely. This is your guarantee to put you in the good mood story of the day. You're going to love how this story shows what we can accomplish when we all work together. Morgan was stuck in traffic on I-5 near the Enchanted Forest in Portland when she noticed a car was on fire. So you may laugh at her for a minute. She grabbed a bottle of water in her car and ran over and poured it on it. What's that going to do? Yeah, she's just trying to help. Well, she starts waving down all the other cars, and everyone starts tossing any water bottles they have in their car at her. One lady had a whole case, and they start pouring water on the flames. And then finally, a guy comes along with a fire extinguisher, and all these bystanders who were just stuck in traffic were able to put the fire out before firefighters got there. And the pass and the driver in the car is going to be just fine. Wow. Isn't that so cool? Look at that. Started with one bottle of water. It makes me think of like a loaves and fishes type modern modern day version of that <laughs> right. story, you know? <laughs> they they were the water them. multiplied. <laughs> I love that story. <laughs> And then Jesus blessed the Dasani water, <laughs> and there was enough for everyone. <laughs> and then it became Fuji water. Or is it called Fuji or Fiji? I don't even Fancy know. Stuff. Fancy stuff. Fancy water. It became Perrier. <laughs> Are you into fashion trends at all? Coming up, the item in most dad's closets that are suddenly in vogue. Are you into fashion trends at all? There's a clothing item you can find in most dad's closets that are in vogue again. So much so, new ones are flying off store shelves. What is it? Talking about 
dad jean shorts. They call them <laughs> jorts. Whether they're the homemade cutoff kind or the name brand kind, whether they're smooth, ripped, whatever, they are back in style. And I guess it really shouldn't surprise us now that fanny packs are seen on fashion runways in New York and Paris. Crocs are back in fashion. Um, some of the designer jorts will set you back $850. What? Yeah. Man. <laughs> For a pair of dad jean shorts. Cutting off a bunch of jeans and putting them on eBay yeah. today. <laughs> and by the way, it looks like the ones that are most popular are the ones that are just above the knee, at least for guys. Okay. Whereas for women, it's every length and under the sun that's in, including the kind so, that I've seen where your pockets and are And if you're out. really fashionable, you can pull off the trifecta of the jean shorts, the Crocs, and the fanny pack oh, yeah. all at once. Oh, yeah. You will be styling. Right, right. And then you should add your flip-up sunglasses. Flip-up sunglasses. And then get the t-shirt working on my dad bod. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew you'd be a fashionista in 2021 yep. with that? Okay, you can be honest. It's just us. Do you have any quirky neighbors? In your neighborhood. <laughs> My sister told me about her quirky neighbor, and she's been living next to this guy for years. And she's like, how have I not told you about him? And I said, I don't know, but I'm so riveted. I'll tell you a couple of little things in just a minute. So I'm intrigued. You're talking about um, quirky neighbors. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, like, yeah, we really don't have any quirky neighbors in our neighbor- neighborhood. And then it got me to thinking... Maybe. Maybe we're the quirky neighbors. <laughs> With five dogs? Uh, five yeah. dogs, four kids, a drummer that's moved back home. I'm a think- cat. We're definitely. Used the- to have rabbits. We're definitely goldfish. the quirky neighbors. Yeah. Well, th- <laughs> this us. is the crazy thing. My- and I can tell you this story because I'm not telling you where this gentleman lives and I've given him a fake name. So it's not like. <laughs> but names anyway, have been changed. Names have been changed. To protect, to protect- the guilty. <laughs> so my sister starts telling me about this neighbor and he did an extraordinarily nice thing for them. Okay. Um, They were back when they had um, some renovation done at their house. He let them put a ginormous pile of dirt in his backyard. And he let them get through his backyard to have access to their yard. And I was like, whoa, that is so nice. Is that going to kill his grass? And let's just say where this guy lives. I'm giving him the name Harry. Where Harry (laughs) lives... That he has, he really needs a sprinkling system to keep grass alive. He doesn't have one, okay. So it just dies anyway. But they just put new grass in for him, and he's thrilled. And he's like, "Yeah, he doesn't mind." So he's doing it again. He's got the pile of dirt, mm-hmm. and um, he has no air conditioning in a place in the country that desperately needs air conditioning. And I guess he's a hoarder and a prepper, and like prepping for like if something the bad happens. <laughs> and so. Um, my sister and her, her husband, they love to do fishing and they come back from vacation with this delicious, fresh fish just out of the ocean. And they're like, Harry, do you want some fresh fish? We'd love to share it with you. And he says, oh, that's so nice. But I only eat stuff that comes out of a can. <laughs> Like what? What is happening? And they say, "We'll put it in a can for you." (laughs) It's called tuna. (laughs) Anyway, I just was riveted by this. She goes, "Oh, I've got so many hairy stories for you," and I'm like, "Why have you been keeping these from me all these years? (laughs) They've been neighbors for years. Treasure trove of yes." By the way, you I want to meet him you someday. Did a great job not revealing where you're talking about. <laughs> Anyone else have Florida on their Taylor Bingo card? 
<laughs> yeah, me Sorry. too. <laughs> I thought I could protect the innocent. Talking about quirky neighbors, and boy, I've moved so much in my life that uh, we've had quite a few quirky neighbors. Yeah. One when when I was in uh, high school, my mom and I lived next door to a guy. His job was he repaired jukeboxes. Wow, that's when what a there cool were job. still jukeboxes around everywhere. So that's awesome. If you went in his house, his living room was jukebox stuff, including complete jukeboxes everywhere. But I don't mean oh, like neat. Fun. I mean like Pieces. crazy scientist type, yeah, hoarder type he's working stuff. On it. But then then cool thing about living next to him was he would he had boxes and boxes of 45 records because remember that's what was in jukeboxes yeah and be like take whatever you want so i had all these cool oh, 45s fun. wish i had them what now a cool neighbor that was quirky neighbor number one and then the one that was the quirkiest for my wife and i we rented a home that was it was technically a duplex but it was an old old house that was split in two mm-hmm. um they like walled it off beautiful old house had a fireplace in the living room and in the bedrooms and these wide wood plank floors the only problem is there was only one thermostat it controlled both units the other people had it and they were temperature extremists oh no in the summertime freezing cold the wintertime blazing hot oh man (laughs) so in the wintertime it's freezing cold outside we've got the windows cracked because Our neighbors who controlled the thermostat set it on whatever the highest setting it was. I had to do that with my roommate in college. Yeah. If she had been in the room studying and then left and I got back from class, I'd have to turn off the heat and crack the window. (laughs) And this is in Chicago. It was so hot in there. Yeah. So that was, um, that's probably the weirdest. And otherwise, they were really, really nice people. Yeah. But, and we were so young, we didn't have the confidence or social skills at that point to go, Hey, we need to talk to you about the thermostat. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so we just lived with it. Which I just, was I'm just impressed that it passed zoning to have only one thermostat. Yeah. Who knows if it did? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. yeah. So I think I missed an opportunity to share my faith with somebody yesterday. I was going for a trail run and I was walking along, just kind of stretching, warming up. And this guy turned around and looked at me and he just went, I forgot my chair. And I was like, is he talking to me? <laughs> And I realized he was, and I thought, oh, he must be lonely. And he's got this ginormous camera. And I find out his name, and he loves taking pictures of nature. And he was watching these flowers, and he was hoping some hummingbirds were going to come along. And so we started talking, and then he Mm -hmm. talked about all these things in God's creation. Well, my perfect in was, hey, you really love nature. You love looking at birds and And he was talking about going to see this rare salamander and all this stuff. And I said, do you, I could have said, do you believe in in a creator? Hmm. And that could have been my in, but it was just a little awkward. Hmm. Like he had joked about maybe like to this other guy, like, yeah, he was going to hit on this girl. So I think he might've been trying to like the male female thing. And I just... It was public. It was, you know, I wasn't insecure. It was a safe area, but I totally bailed. And I don't know, I'll never know if I should have mm. shared my faith in that moment and, and looked at that as an in. It's, it's, it's tough sometimes being a woman yeah. with oh, those no scenarios. A couple of thoughts, Taylor, on um, what you just shared with us about sharing your faith uh, with the guy that well, was I didn't out on the trail, yeah. sharing or not sharing. A couple of thoughts on that next. Okay, so a couple of thoughts. I think letter number A, the guy that was like talking to you about his love of nature photography Mm -hmm. while you were out for a run, 
Yeah, he was definitely <laughs> he was hitting on you. Well, I wouldn't have thought There's that if he hadn't no joked doubt. that he was doing that with no, another guy. He said, "No doubt." Yeah. But that doesn't mean you can't use that scenario. Number one, it would have shut it down really quick to go. Do you know Jesus? <laughs> <laughs> that's number one. But number two, those kind of situations that's tough because it so is. much of a, of evangelization and sharing your faith is is really knowing someone and having a relationship with someone. I'm not saying you can't have it happen like in those boom yeah. moments, but for the most part, it's living your life authentically in front of someone that yeah, that is a thing. So I, wouldn't, I wouldn't stress it. It's that. tough sometimes with a woman, being a woman, and like whether it's like a homeless person or sharing your faith, mm-hmm. you've got to make this judgment call. Like I get a little about jealous safety, right? about how you just drive around seeking out homeless men to talk to mm. and you're not worried or scared or anything. And for me, I'm a little bit more like, Oh, is that a safe scenario for me? So I have to look for other ways to love and serve and, yeah. and share I do get my a little faith. worried and scared. I just figure I can outrun them. <laughs> So think about this. When you pull into a parking lot or something, do you ever like stash stuff in your glove compartment because you don't want to leave it out for yeah, thieves or my to trunk. see or whatever? Yeah, stuff like but that. There are some things that you should never, never keep in your glove compartment. We're going to talk hmm. about it next. I had no idea there was stuff you should never put in your glove compartment. One of these, I still have it in there right now. Vehicle registration. <gasps> They're saying, That's where I keep mine. And I always do too. So what if you pull over? Yeah. Oh, license and registration, please. Exactly. Yeah. They're saying make a photocopy of it and keep it in your wallet. And anybody who's going to drive your car, give them a photocopy. Because Ooh. if somebody breaks in, they've got your name, your address, <gasps> like all kinds of Get info. Get out. I never thought and, this through. And they know you're not home. Because you're out with your car. Oh, my gosh. So vehicle registration was one. This one makes sense, too, especially if you've let the vehicle registration in there, the garage door opener. Because they know where you live, and now they can get in your house, too. But where are you supposed to leave it? You need it when you get home and when you leave. Maybe you just shouldn't have the garage door opener, I guess. Oh, my gosh. Mine's like a home link. It's part of my car. And then this last one isn't for safety or security reasons. It's just... Because you don't want a melty mess in your glove compartment. Anything chocolate. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> PSA from Kevin. <laughs> so, Kev, you love talking cars. You're going to love this. What percentage of Americans do you think know how to drive a stick shift? Oh, nowadays? Is it 20%? Oh, you're almost there. It's 18%. That's it? Yeah. I had wow. to learn to drive stick when we first got married because we uh-huh. shared Glenn's Honda Civic hatchback. And that was the only car I could drive. So I yeah. had to learn. But it's just interesting. It's become like my husband is so sad that cars that he loves don't come in stick anymore. Mm-hmm. That turns out cars with manual transmissions are holding their value and they're becoming like collector's items. No kidding. If you have a stick. He huh. loves driving stick. He thinks it's way more fun. Oh, it is. Than totally driving. Is. That's what I have in my Mustang. Yeah. I would not want Automatic. Yeah. No way. So um, anyway, if you've got one, if you're one of those lucky people that still has a stick shift, you may want to hang on to that car because it's just going up, 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 up in value. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.